what is up sexy people uh it's actually back again back from fucking costa rica i'm in canada just temporarily though don't worry um but yeah so what the fuck i thought i'd update you guys really quick and then today we're gonna be talking about um how being a sub a submissive can ruin your fucking life and i got data to back it up guys this is gonna be it's still hopefully funny and entertaining and i'm gonna talk about sex a lot but like i'm gonna talk about danger sex as well and i'm gonna talk about like less fun stuff this is a cautionary tale i have several to share um and that's honestly part of the reason why i'm back in canada and i'll get into that more so i feel like this is like half a travel update podcast at this point because everyone's like wondering you know and everyone's trying to like escape this like nine to five rat race so yeah i i can't really talk to you about like jobs in the economy yet because i'm professionally unemployed just going broke i am looking for stuff right now um but costa rica yeah the first three months was fucking great too fucking great i don't know if you can hear it in my voice i'm losing my voice i'm getting a little sick and i'm smoking weed like all day every day wake and bake super fun but i just need a quick detox um and yeah so i keep telling everyone they're like how long are you in canada i'm like i'm here for just like just a minute i just need a minute a quick sec maybe a few weeks maybe even a few months i'm not sure if i like work here or whatever um but like traveling and coming back is just a really interesting thing sometimes you'll meet people you used to hang out with and realize they don't fit into your life anymore and vice versa you'll meet people like say from high school or something that you didn't vibe with and now like you're the same person they're also traveling the world they have similar worldviews. it's really cool shit it's also true what they say about like you find somebody when you're not looking because it's always like right now when i'm like in in between transition stages that all of the men come out the fucking woodwork and i'm meeting like cute guys on the street and getting numbers and get and like I'm, I, I can't even text from my number right now because I'm like between SIM cards. So like my Costa Rican doesn't work and my Canadian doesn't. And I'm just like, this is the worst possible time, buddy. But I can give you my Instagram. Like, I don't know. Um, it's good. It's fun. But it's just like, it just kind of like reminds you you're super fucking alone. My dad loves the expression, uh, rolling stone gathers no moss. So basically, if you're always like moving and traveling, you don't gather roots in like community. Um, and it's totally true. But what he doesn't understand is that I'm traveling to find my community because like all of the values that I've gathered and like, yeah, have become important to me whilst traveling are things that I want in a partner. So like I obviously need a travel partner. Yeah, no, dad. OK, I'm not getting married anytime soon. Relax. Um, but yeah, no. So it's really good. And I think living in a place, even if I didn't move, move per se like I really I had different thoughts going in I guess I can unpack that a bit I went and I wanted to move and I told my friends I was like I live here now I might visit Canada but I live in Costa Rica stupid I didn't even have citizenship I didn't have a work visa like I still might live there like expat style I guess or I might not um but it was a little rushed and I really just had this like fantasy of some commune in the woods where I could like fully be me and like not have any of the work pressures and just like Canadian life pressures um, but it's like not like that like it's capitalist as well you know it's not everyone just like making love and not war and you know being with the birdies and the monkeys and the sloths yeah it's like it's a real place like any other and there's real challenges and I talked about it a bit in I think like episode seven when I said why I moved to Costa Rica it's like bittersweet like there's a lot of sexism like it's a gendered society more than it is in Canada and I didn't foresee that it's a Catholic country it's like traditional in some ways and the young people are always woke but there's just like more rules and more impositions it would be like Canada like five ten years ago so it's like all right but 
these are things I notice, you know? Um, so then you come back to Canada and you realize like your values that are Canadian and like what you miss. And I realized I'm a lot more Western than I thought I was. Like I thought I was so anti-West and anti-Canadian and you're taking your privileges for granted when you say shit like that. Everyone is. So there's uh, two kind of opposite things. There's collectivism, like collectivist cultures and then individualism, individualist cultures. And a lot of people joke that individualism is just a nice way to say selfish. Um, but I've always thought of myself as very like independent and I take care of myself. And with money stuff too, I've just personally never understood like the money webs and families. I understand that's like more wealth. I also don't know shit about the economy. So maybe like <laughs> skip this part. Don't listen to me. But like dead ass, like I don't get when it's like, oh, my parents support me with this, but then I have to pay for this for my sister. And then she pay like, I'm just like, have your own money, take care of yourself. It's easier. Nobody gets bought her you're not like you know i get if like one person's richer than the other like say one parent like the mom is like the breadwinner and the dad doesn't work and she pays for him and the family i get that but like when it's like some people paying for some stuff but then it's some toxic web and a lot of my friends are in it where it's like their parents help them a lot but then whoever has the money has the power so then they like never actually have like independence and autonomy i just personally don't fuck with that so i'm very like individualist in that way collectivist cultures are the opposite so it's like you stick together strength in numbers but then like the downside because everything has a fucking upside and downside is that everyone and their grandma can weigh in on your life and just like emotionally and like socially that's a big deal like everybody kind of controls like who you're with you're married it's like like i'm half indian and like indian culture is very like all of the aunties people you're not even fucking related to people you've met once in your life they weigh in on your life and they're oh have you heard she's with a white boy and oh have you heard she's doing this and i saw her on the street at 11 p.m on a friday wow crazy like just like shit like that um i'm not that, that's a bit of a jump i'm not saying costa rica's like all of that but it is like a lot more like family unit based which is beautiful and like one of my first days there i got invited to this like family party i was staying with the host family and just seeing like the love that the parents had and the outpouring of the community and the extended they had grandmas and great aunts and uncles and shit it was gorgeous but then anytime somebody doesn't fit into that family like i've met other people queer youth in costa rica um older queers in costa rica as well like 30 year old gays and um just like people like who don't fit into that stereotype and those like catholic gendered values they're always the out outcasts and it's like a difficult thing so that's kind of like the flip side so yeah um these are just things i have no angle i'm just saying things that i noticed but yeah costa rica is wild i really want to get back the minute that's the other thing when you go you get culture shocked and you realize what you like and you don't like about a new place and then when you live and especially when you live like not doing a program through the west but just kind of like i went to a bunch of different places and i was surrounded by western people a lot of the time like my last place was tamarindo and people call it tamagringo like gringo like american canadian like white tourist and it was super tourist and i hated that part but um just like going around and touring like you get to like know a place like way better and it's not all fun tourism and you're not blackout drunk the whole time at least i wasn't it's like three months of like highs and lows and for me like myself having like my highs and lows my depressive periods my period like and like experiencing that in a different country like it's just a wild thing and then yeah the second adjustment was coming back to canada coming to toronto realizing i kind of love it as much as i shit on toronto it's so multicultural i went my first night back i went to a venezuelan place with my friend ordered in spanish got arepas felt like not as culture shocked but i keep like accidentally like speaking spanish to people like spanglish like i don't even speak in spanish but just saying like hola and gracia and saying like the wrong thing all the time and like 
yeah I feel like I have no home now maybe my dad was right with the moss thing because it's like half of my heart's always or part of my heart is always going to be in Costa Rica because I made a home there and then like part of my heart's always going to be in Canada obviously and then wherever I fucking go next if it's not one of those two places part of my heart will be there yeah it's just a difficult thing um but it's also really exciting and the one constant and I said this a million times I don't know about on the podcast but the one constant is you is me and like my physical body and that's why like I've been on my yoga grind guys it's so good I'll talk about that more but like just like taking care of your body good foods health physical activity sleep like all the basics water you know that's the one thing that like goes through all these adventures with you and even if there's a fucking covid pandemic even if there's a forest fire in canada just sinks into the ground and costa rica's no more and i have to find a new community it's like me and some would say like me and my family or me and a partner or me and my kids or whatever for me right now it's just me and that's kind of a fucking vibe because then everything I do is just like some form of self-development and that's like a really empowering thing you know even if it's like good or bad it's still just like getting to know myself and like what I like and don't like more and my own values so yeah all right so back to sex how being a sub a submissive can ruin your life um quick disclaimer this is nothing against the bdsm community i'm not trying to yuck your yum i'm not trying to kink shame um this actually technically wasn't totally bdsm because i'm not in the community but from speaking with people in like in the community um bdsm is like a serious thing and it's not like just a guy choking and beating the shit out of you while fucking you sometimes you don't even have sex like there can be a lot of foreplay you set a scene and like typically you like discuss the scene beforehand so it's like a whole like you're creating it together and then you can obviously see the consent piece there where it's like you talk about what you want it's like my favorite analogy is sex is like a pizza sex is not like baseball so baseball it's like you have the um the bases so it's like first base you know you're kissing and then second base you're like making out and then like third or like naked or whatever third base head fourth base sex right and then that's like so like heteronormative for one thing because like what if it's like gay sex like lesbian sex there's no penetration there unless you have a strap on what or like what about anal is that the fifth base is that secret like you know is that like a what's it called sneaking a base like cheating a base i i don't know baseball don't kill me guys but yeah i don't know sex is like pizza is like totally different it's like you are ordering with a friend juntos together you're asking like what do you want on the pizza what toppings you compromise you don't have to eat the whole pizza if you're full you can stop and it's so just about the experience and enjoying instead of like just a race to the finish line and you can tell men and women but like you can tell just like immature little bitch boys and girls who don't know how to fuck and they're just like racing to fuck and i've absolutely done it too and that's something like i'm gonna talk about more maybe in this episode or next one but like even just in myself even just in the last year or months how like I've matured and like I'm having better sex and how I've managed to do that would recommend guy better ingredients better flavor better bitches better mu- it's good shit but yeah so back to the sub thing um some men and just people will use BDSM as like a a thing of <laughs> bringing violence into the bedroom without actually having that all of that discussion and that consent and actually like doing it in a responsible way and you'll hear people who are like dom like dominance in the community saying like they would never fuck around with a sub who has no experience or they would do it in a very like specific way but there has to be like a lot of discussion and agreement before and like both people have to be fully aware like it's not hot for them to take like uh 50 shades of gray hot book i read like half of it um my ADHD just could not get through it but it was pretty hot 
and that was like not even real BDSM and everyone in the community kind of like came out and spoke against it and said like Christian Grey was he's like the dom the guy super hot was so irresponsible in how he was with Anastasia because Anastasia like didn't know shit she was a virgin and he knew that and he like totally played her emotions and was like let me rectify that and then he like made love to her once and after that he's like I don't make love I fuck and she's like what and she doesn't know shit she's like a child baby and he knows everything and he's like twice her age classic and way more sexually experienced and has had relationships like this for like 15 years you know and he's like going for a vulnerable little fawn it's really fucked up and ironically books like 50 shades that story is kind of more like how my stories have gone down in the past um when i talk about violence just quick in case anybody stops listening don't worry i'm fine i'm safe i haven't had any like violence um but i i had some like i guess emotionally dicey situations all right so let me paint you guys a picture i meet this guy i'm like this is at some point when i was in costa rica i'm staying at this place for like it was planned to be about a month right this guy is gorgeous now honestly i've been really really in tune with my intuition and i think sometimes we overdo it and like i'm always like looking for signs for the universe and like that's mistake number one you can't look for signs it just has to like give you signs and then you like listen and notice them but like if you're always like oh and the tree and the shit it's like you know english teachers when they analyze shakespeare with you and it's like yeah it's cool shit but then they overanalyze and they're like why was the chair red and i'm like i don't fucking know yo fucking hemingsworth or like whoever the author was was just sitting next to a red chair it was his favorite color he's patriotic to canada like i don't know you know but yeah so maybe i'm reading into this too much but i do know when i first met him i like got the egg i was simping over a different guy that i'd like had a such a week-long situationship but that's one of the other things with travel like a week is like a month or two in your regular life because like i wasn't working a job like we were both kind of i was studying spanish virtually this guy was working virtually he's a great guy actually we ended up hooking up like before and after this other toxic man so it's great um but yeah and like so we're just spending like all day together having sex like five six hours a day it was beautiful actually it was so good um okay so i'm like simping for this other guy i come to this new town and i hated it and just the first instinct it was like way too party and i didn't really like that vibe it was on the beach so that's gorgeous but like I didn't like the people. I didn't feel like I fit in. Um, I eventually, like, I think one or two days in, I became besties with everyone there. And it was fine. But just, like, the first day was, like, really tough for me. And, yeah, I meet this gorgeous guy. And, of course, he has to have an authority position, right? He's a dom. So he ends up training me in my first shift. I was, like, working there just, like, at a hostel. Super chill vibe, like, volunteering. And, yeah, he's training me. And at first, I didn't think he was cute. He's, like, so not my type. Um, but he's, like he's hot like even if you don't think he's like totally beautiful like he's like he has tattoos like all over his chest and his stomach he's jacked like he's all muscle he's almost like anorexic like i'm kind of like can i feed you like can i cook for you but like um yeah gorgeous like wavy long hair he's a surfer he has these beautiful eyes that later totally used to manipulate me just like hot right and smells like just like sweat and like coconut conditioner like i hope that was a good enough of a picture but yeah and he's trading me and like that's a sexy thing you know and it's a four-hour shift i don't learn anything of my job actually at all and then a couple shifts later my boss is like you don't know this and you don't know this and and he's like who trained you and i'm kind of like i don't want to throw him under the bus but i'm like you know we were just flirting the entire shift and there's so much sexual tension and that was the one thing he's close to twice my age he was like in his 30s 
and he has a kid and that's one of the things i know i said in just literally the last episode or something age is just a number it is but i also said like stage of life is what matters and that's the thing we're clearly at completely different stages of life so i think with girls my age just younger girls even when i'm 30 if i'm interested in a 40 or 50 year old i just have to think about stage of life and i think that's just like the most important thing a thousand percent so yeah clearly you have to recognize as smart as you are girlfriend you're so cool you're traveling the world solo that's great but like this man has been traveling the world solo for like as long as i've been alive you know like he's done a lot more shit and he's somebody who i can tell is like uh, mature for his age in some ways definitely emotionally immature like probably the emotional maturity of like a nine-year-old but you know in some ways like he's traveled the world he's seen a lot more things than i have so there's an imbalance right so i'm, I'm telling this with 2020 hindsight um but yeah he's super cute there was so much tension the whole time he was training me like just our bodies being together just like sweaty i don't know guys it's hot at one point he like he was showing me how to do stuff and then he kind of just did it like he's a bad teacher and then i was kind of like hey do you mind if i do the next one to like practice and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry he looks at me with those beautiful eyes this like sorrowful look that i can now tell you it was very well rehearsed and then i kind of like slide in there and he like puts his arm around my back and like puts his hand like on top of mine on the mouse or you know what i mean like on the computer mouse and it's like here here's how you do it daddy daughter shit like my daddy issues were exploding i was like let me have your babies right now it was so messed up and then there's another part he was like teaching me how to like light incense or something i've just never done that i don't fuck with scents to be honest but yeah i was like oh i've never done this like this is a first and he's like i can tell there's gonna be a lot of first times for you here or something like that looking into my soul looking into my ovaries my uterus <sighs> guys it was so hot um so yeah he you know like if you guys have seen sex in the city you'll know like carrie cheats on uh aiden with big um this is gonna be quick but it was a really fucked up thing and one of the marks was like a physical mark which was cigarettes so she like always smoked cigarettes like chain smoked and big did too and um aiden was like not okay with it and he was like that's kind of disgusting please stop so she quit for him and is really good and she's finally healthy and in her healing girl era and then she starts having this affair with big and she starts smoking again and he can smell it on her clothes and it's just like you know what i mean like a, a symbolism of like how far she's like fallen i guess and kind of same with me i was like smoking weed which is like fine i have a weed tattoo i celebrate weed love it but it was something that i wanted to quit and something that i started getting back into with him and because like we would sit together and just smoke and that was our thing and i felt like i was part of this special club because he was pretty antisocial, which is such an ick for me like i like social guy i like golden retriever i've never been attracted to the bad boy but for the first time i get the appeal because it's like they make you feel special and i know how stupid that is and i know it's like bad if he's like a dick to my friends but he's not because he's like a sociopath and he has these beautiful eyes and he can charm anybody and just turn on his smile and he would do that and when he started um not liking me i guess when we started fighting and not like not being all cutesy lovey whatever all the time he would like be do that smile to other girls around me i think on purpose to be honest and like my friends and i would see how like fake and nice he could be and it was just like a nail in the motherfucking coffin but yeah so we would like sit together and i would i'm not blaming him for all of this this was 100 percent me too but like i would start neglecting like all of the things that matter to me because it's such an addictive thing and this is one of the issues with like sex and romance and love i think just like humans like biologically like we need sex and it's like such a priority and that's what can make like 
emotionally you know damaging relationships and like stuff like that so much more damaging than friendships i'd say because there is that like romantic sex piece and that's why like you don't hear of that many friendship breakups i mean i had a horrible one just a few months ago but like typically friends just fade and they come and go and there are stages in your life but like in our monogamous culture you're with one person for all of your like romantic kissing cuddling um sex is a huge one and then like all of your emotional stuff typically people just like dump a lot more baggage on their partner than like anyone else maybe family like maybe if you're really close to your mom or your sister or something but other than that it's typically your partner and that's why i said it a million times but guys will trauma dump their life on you because they just have nobody else to do it on and it doesn't mean you're that close like they'll dump on women to a level that women would only dump on like somebody they've been with for like a year or two or like their best friend you know except me because i just trauma dump a lot eh. but like you know usually um and that's why you you hear of so many like dramatic horrible couple breakups because there's just so much pressure because it's your one person and this this is the last time i bash monogamy in this episode at least but you know that's why it's like it's just such a high pressure thing and that's why i was so addicted to this guy so yeah i stopped i started neglecting like my own workouts and my yoga like i do a little bit my life there was very like chill actually like usually travels very like sightseeing and crazy but it was just like a chill surfer town so i would like surf or at least get out and swim most days and like work my shift like four hours chill and then like watch the sunset and eat and focus on cooking and like moving my body and yoga and stuff but with him i would just like sit for like an hour and feel so special with like what he'd tell me and how he'd talk to me and after the fact i talked to a couple other friends who were like so he's psycho and i was like yeah hmm. um and i was like but at least you didn't let him inside of you so i took the massive l on that one but um he told us all like the same story but like for me at least he would make me feel so special and like the first yeah the first day we hung out together um, he was like oh you're like an interviewer or something like you should like work for a newspaper because I was getting all these secrets out of him and like that's like obviously a compliment and I was like oh my god yeah I have a podcast uh, you should be on it right which would have been crazy if he came on it I thought about it just so you guys could like hear the sociopathy but like I would just feel like such a backstabbing bitch if like I had him on the show as like a friend and then like did a whole episode or two about how he's like psycho crazy so I didn't guys we're cutting contact don't worry but yeah he was making me feel so special but like I realized he was just trauma dumping all these things and I kind of didn't ask and obviously it's interesting because he's telling me like like I said he has more experience he has over a dec decade and a half on me and he's like telling me like all the darkness like all the, his demons and like just crazy shit that like I've never talked to anybody who's had these experiences and it like had me shook so obviously me being an intellectual <laughs> I like wanted to hear all this shit from him and like learn more about it so I was like asking probing questions and stuff but he kind of just like freely gave me this information and then after the fact made me feel special and then when I talked to friends after they said he told them the exact same stuff and we got it nitty-gritty down to like the wording of his stories and we were kind of like it seems very well rehearsed and i'm not saying this but my friend thinks that it's all bullshit and everything he says is just like for clout and he's actually never done any of the crazy things he talks about um the only reason i believe all of his crazy stories of you know like like crazy dark illegal shit is because he's so psycho and he lacks empathy and he's like a narcissist socio or psychopath i can't really tell um but yeah so i can definitely imagine any like trauma and bad things from him to be honest 
Okay, so yeah, let me tell you about the sex, guys, because you'll be surprised. I was surprised. So um, we go to dinner one, like, I think my first night or whatever, which I later realized was special because he, like, never leaves his fucking corner where he just rolls joints all day like a loser. But whatever. He goes out to dinner with me just to get a bite. And at that point, I'm still... I think it's true what they say about, like, men just have their eye on the prize more and men are, like, chasers evolutionarily, you know, hunters and then women are gatherers. And part of it is definitely, like, biology that we have more um, investment, like, in the child. Because, like, if I got necked up, like, I have to take care of this child, like, through pregnancy, nine months, and then a few years and, you know, basically his whole life till it's 18 or whatever. And guys don't have to do that. They can just hit it and quit it. So that's why I think girls are just a lot more like eh, wavy and decisive. I hate that I'm bringing biology into this because like most of gender differences, I believe, are cultured. But this one, I'm like, eh, I can kind of see it. So anyway, so I could tell like he obviously wanted to fuck me from the beginning. And I was like I said, like <laughs> I got the ick. I was not into him. He's not an attractive gentleman to me. Um, but there was definitely tension. And so I kind of thought we were going as friends. And then on the walk home, he, like, gave me his arm. Um, from the beginning, he was, like, educating my ass on Latin America. And we we are we were in a Latin American country, to be clear. But, like, he grew up in one. I obviously did not. I grew up in the West. And he just had a bone to pick. And when he would have his bad periods where he was, like you know kind of scary and angry he would just like flame me for being like western he'd be like i hate your american girl shit and i was like i'm canadian actually bitch but so he gives me his arm like i'm a little little old lady grandma and he's like an abuelo and he's like yeah I'll, like hold my arm while we walked down the street and he's like you know in latin america this is normal and this, he followed the sidewalk rule which is like you know when the guy walks on the outside of the sidewalk so if somebody's gonna die it's gonna be him love it and he explained it and honestly i'm not complaining i would rather he got hit by a car than me especially because he's a sociopath you know um and just like cute like he had riz like he knew how to like walk and cross behind you and I didn't realize there's a difference until like uh, just after him I wanted a date with a younger guy who like we were going through an area where our friend got mugged like a few days prior so it's a sketchy area and he was just walking right in front of me like kind of looking back every once in a while and I'm like this is not you know your eyes should be on me you're gonna be a bad parent like you do not know what you're doing so I was just like mad triggered whatever um But yeah, so we're like holding hands a little bit cutesy. He kisses me in this like little garbage alley. There's raccoons and shit, whatever. It's a bad kiss, zero chemistry. We go back um, home and we're like brushing our teeth together. And he's kind of like grinding on me, like behind me while we brush teeth. It's like super weird. Um, it's also super secret. Like nobody else is in the bathroom at this point brushing their teeth. Like nobody can see us. So it's like all just us. And then he like starts kissing me, pushing me into salt. He also like feigns interest over my skincare routine. Classic right red flag and he's like oh you have vitamin c and niacinamide what does retinol do and i'm like shut the fuck up also guys for travel i brought four serums and i'm pretty sure the glass bottles on two of them broke so like would not recommend my skin's still clear so it was a slave was worth it but just like if you're not traveling for a long period of time i would say no to that one but whatever so yeah i like explain the skincare we start making out he like pushed me into the shower stall he's obviously trying to fuck me i am so proud of myself because again i was indecisive because the kiss was mid and i'm kind of like i also have like a month to be with this guy i have time so i'm just like no i'm gonna make you wait the waiting is because okay this is actually so interesting i wanted to have him on the podcast to talk about it but you know being a sociopath and all i don't want him on my podcast but um 
he said he doesn't come inside of girls and he like saves his orgasms he also doesn't masturbate and while i was traveling i met a few guys who were you know closer to 30 a little bit more mature i guess had been having sex for a while who just like didn't masturbate and i think that's so cool and as a woman i like it and you guys know i I talk i have a whole podcast number one is like come and get a girl and it's all just specifically how i masturbate in detail for like 20 30 minutes so like it's a good thing but i think that's just like the social gender difference that women have been socialized to have so much shame around sex and such so like us masturbating is kind of a new thing which is embarrassing to think like we're grown adult women who are still pretty new to this i still feel like i'm learning how to have sex and it's a lifelong journey right like i said like i won't i'm just getting better at it like recently and i know like probably in 10 in one year two years i'm gonna be like i didn't know shit last year you know so it's a cool thing to learn it's like one of the best skills to develop i would say um but with men they've been like wetting your whistle (laughs) is that an expression they've been like like jacking off since they were like nine years old right so for them it's kind of like it can get more addictive and compulsive and there's porn addiction and i'm i don't really have anything against porn i know i talked about it in the last episode it's just kind of like a waste of time and it can encourage dangerous kinks and it's just like that shit's better in person same with nudes all of this shit is better in person and it's just like today's society of like hiding behind your screens and not actually having risen person and like oh it's such a trigger point for me because the amount of guys that i'll like me on like online dating which i don't even do anymore because men disappoint me but they like have so much riz really good conversation and then they can't talk in person or a guy i'll like meet in person he seems super shy and like not into me but he gets my instagram i'm like hey and then he's sliding in later with all the gifs and the memes and oh my god reinita let me take you out to dinner what the fuck shut up pablo what okay that shit pisses me off but yeah so me in my head i'm thinking this is an adult man who doesn't compulsively jack off five times a day like it's fine if you do masturbate but like his reasoning was really cool he said um not jacking off encourages him to chase real sex more and it gives him like an animalistic like craving for sex like he's like i'm always thinking about it it's always on my brain (gasps) guys that's the hot this man is literally looking into my soul and calling himself like an animal like a beast like some a court of thorns and roses like wolf shape-shifting shit like (gasps) i was lactating like literally it was the hottest shit um and yeah and it's i think it's a really cool way to live and then he was also talking about sperm and i was talking about my last podcast or episode eight i think sex equals love and i was talking about like sperm as like a life force and how important that is and like it it truly is like sacred so like don't waste it you know like either in the mouth or like in the pussy or some shit right and he was saying kind of the same thing and he's like yeah it's like my masculinity it's like super important to me so i'm kind of selfish with it and i don't like sharing it so obviously i'm like i'm gonna be the one to like make him come in me in hindsight i'm like realizing this as i'm recording this i feel like he just said that to manipulate me into swallowing his load which i would have done anyway jokes on him but like I don't know everything he said was just too curated and too perfect but i'm not sure um but so anyway so i knew he liked to wait he said he edges himself out of orgasm like he'll fuck a girl for time and just not come or come have an orgasm and not sorry or have an orgasm and not come like not like ejaculate or ejaculate and not have an orgasm like he has like full control over it which is like a really hard skill to develop and i know for me again as a woman controlling your orgasms is a lot less important than like just having orgasms especially at this age and especially before like you have really good like sexual maturity and control so i don't have to worry about that but like i've tried to edge before like even just masturbating is like kind of hard as shit so this man is impressive right so yeah so he's trying to fuck me in the shower stall and i'm like 
you know, I know you love waiting, so you have to wait, haha. I don't let him see shit. I don't let him see my boobs, nothing, right? Go to bed, haha. Um, next day, <laughs> it's like halfway through the day. I think we both already worked or whatever. We're like sitting, smoking a joint as always. I've never, guys, I feel like I've never been this horny in my physical body. And maybe there was one other time. And when I say physical body, I mean, like, not just, like, mental. Like, not like you're, like, watching porn or you are reading fanfic or you have some sort of, like, mental stimulation. It was, like, a physical, like, the only other time I think I've had something like this and had me shook was at the gym. I was foam rolling. I'm a tight bitch, so I foam roll everywhere. So I started with the back, the spine. I did my quads. And then I did my pecs because my chest is super tight. And like guys i like i'm usually not a boob girl like i don't fuck with like nipple play that much depending but like just the pressure of like my whole body and gravity on this foam roller on this certain part of my tit like i like got up after and i like i felt like i was fully ovulating in the middle of the gym and nobody was watching me but it felt like it and i just went to the bathroom i didn't masturbate i should have but i just went to the bathroom and like took a minute to just like fantasize because that shit was crazy i don't know if that makes sense i'm I'm psycho clearly i'm a sex addict but um so this was another time that i so i write a bit and i wrote um like a two paragraph sex scene and i had him read it because he we were talking about my writing and he's like oh let me read something and like obviously i wanted to turn him on but also it's just like the most recent and like best thing i'd written i guess so i like let him read it and like by the end he, he was like oh my god and he like left and went to the bathroom for a second i was like did you finally masturbate he's like no but he's like i have so much pre-cum i feel like a teenage boy and i was like oh shit i win um so that was hot and then i think like a couple hours later same day i'm like dying just like thinking of him thinking of me right you know and he's in love with my skill not just my body like i was just like railing by the time we got to the shower i'm like okay i'll meet you install it number four and he's like bet and we just like go i'm like wetter than a fucking niagara fall like it was the crazy i've never actually been like that wet like just from talking and not even foreplay um but yeah he comes in the shower and we're like making oh we end up fucking he is gonna hate me if he listens to this because he gets really fucking mad when I tell people, he could tell, like, I, I have such a big mouth, guys, sorry, don't tell me shit, if you're my friend, you don't want me to spill it, literally don't tell me shit, but, um, he has a dick piercing, and this is relevant because, so it's like a ring, so if you think of, like, a nose ring, but bigger, like, I guess the size of, like, a quarter, or, like, a nickel, or some shit, um, yeah on on his dick like on the tip of his dick and i examined it a lot and for a sec i was like you know how like captain hook has like a hook for hand like the pirate shit i was like did somebody like cut his dick off and he has like a hook dick like i was very confused and then i examined further and i'm like no the sociopath just went and got his dick pierced turns out he did it when he was like 20 and everything with him again he's more mature than me in a lot of ways especially sexually like he's just done more stuff than me and also stuff i don't really care to do but yeah so i look at him and i'm like oh my god you're pierced and he gives me this like look and this is where the sub behavior starts he like he wouldn't just answer my question like i'm like oh i want to fuck you i was very like five-year-old energy like that's like kind of my sexy appeal i guess i'm very like social girly pop flirty like it's like almost like you're my brother best friend but like oh wait we're fucking out you know what i mean that sounds incestual but whatever um and he's very like i'm like the wise professor i know more than you and i'll give you a little bit of my time and my cock you know what i mean um very hot when you think about it that could be a porn scene but 
um damaging and so yeah so i'm kind of like oh my god your peers did it and he just gives me this like look with his eyes like half shaded down and it's kind of like the you know what i mean and he's always just like rolling his eyes at me and shit um but yeah the piercing's relevant because fucking in the shower obviously there's only one position unless the guy really is jacked enough to like lift you against the wall and like balance your weight and like the slipperiness of soap and water i don't know so we're doing doggy so i'm throwing it back and like i'm mad tight like i've said this before and this is not a flex because like it hurts to have sex like a lot of the time like especially if the guy's big and positions like this like shower sex can hurt so i'm tight and his dick ring is like getting in me and not coming out and getting stuck and shit so he keeps like whipping ripping it out i guess it doesn't it hurts me a bit i won't lie but it hurts him more and then he's like shriveling up and going soft because of like how hard i'm (laughs) gripping his dick ring i guess like it was really painful for the both of us right um and i was kind of like take it out and apparently he can't whatever so yeah that was our first time having sex and we tried a few times and you know he did all the foreplay like fingered me a bit i think he even went down on me in the shower like it was good shit and then we kind of just like stopped and like obviously i didn't have an orgasm so i was just like even more sexually addicted and rearing for him like all day i never had an orgasm with this man and that's probably why i was so invested because obviously orgasm it's a funny thing it's like positive reinforcement because you want to keep being with the guy who like made you come but also you want to try harder with the guy who hasn't because it's still it's like the sex is like baseball theory it's bad but it's like a checklist that like you have to get it you have to come with this guy and you have to keep working at it until it happens instead of just going back to like the first guy who like consistently makes you come it's like such a bad maybe i'm just a gambling addict but that's how i am i'm okay so the little like sex situation ship flirtation ship continues it's great because like i said travel everything's accelerated so like in one day we're going from like not talking to fucking to like kind of cuddling and it was low-key at first and it's still what like we didn't like <laughs> have a fucking coming out party being like guys we're together we're fucking but it, it was pretty clear like i was only into him he was only into me he would like cook for me all the time like dinner i like make him like breakfast or like bring him like water i don't know i'm not a chef whatever um and we would just sit together every night smoking our joint i hope i'm painting a beautifully aesthetic picture of just him and his beautiful eyes and hair and the smoke and the haze and just my horniness and wetness um but yeah okay and like he wasn't shy to like be seen with me so i thought green flag right no um the sub shit continued and like it was i can't even blame him but like i also can because he's older than me and should know better i guess but like i've never been this immature like in retrospect like i've never felt so young because usually i'll talk to like a 50 year old and be like you know i haven't had your life experience i don't have children but i get what you're saying but with him i just i feel like there was just so much at play that i just like didn't understand and he knew that and exploited it in my opinion um and yeah so he'd give me that little like half shaded eye look and just like tell me what to do and i'd do it like he would be like yeah like i i want you to suck my dick right now and i'd be like okay daddy like for sure get on your back be comfortable let me get you a pillow like and he would just be like yeah like i kind of want to bend you over and fuck you right now and i'd be okay and i'd like pull down my panties so like definitely hot when there's respect but it was like he didn't even care to fuck me anymore and the thing is like i told you guys he never made me come we never actually had good sex ever and that's why i'm still clearly not over it i'm still like kind of simping in a little bit because I was like chasing the good sex and I was like I'm sure he's had it before he has all these stories he has all these years on me and I've had good sex with other men too and I'm like I'm sure we can make this work but it was like he just didn't care he had this like lazy cat philosophy like one time like 
we so like i said that one time i made him read my like porn fanfic or whatever he's super into it and then another time i made him read something and then we were talking about sex and he was like yeah i kind of want to fuck you right now and i was like oh my god don't get too horny like we're like it's broad daylight we're at work like you can't fuck right now whatever and he was like no like i'm actually like not horny at all or i said like pent up or something he's like i'm not and it's like what do you mean you just said you want to fuck me but it's like it's like a lazy fuck like he just wants to lie on his back and have me go to work on his dick you know slob on his fucking knob um that's infuriating you should want this as much or more than i do because i'm the prize right and like it was just weird because he like i said he had all these like sexist like um ideas about men and women and our roles and he would say like you know women attract and men chase and that's how it is and like to a degree i agree with that but then he wasn't chasing me so then i felt like even more fucked up and like almost like effeminated like unfemininity like like he took the female out of me english is such a hard language guys i can't but yeah so he was like yeah i'm not pent up at all and i was like what do you mean you just said you want to fuck me he's like no like i feel like a lazy cat who's just like having a nap and that was just his whole life that he would just like obviously he's baked 24 7 he told me he hasn't been sober in like years or some shit like what like even through the airport you just walk through baked i don't get it but whatever um he's living his life i guess but it just like i kept blaming the weed for our sex life being bad but then like even like when he was less high it was bad and then when he was more high it was bad and he's just a bad dude like i don't know what to say weed or not like this <laughs> the sex is horrible and i kept trying to force it and that's why yeah if he's gonna say like suck daddy stick and like be into it so hot but dead ass the one time like he he was like yeah i want you to bend over and i was like okay and did it he like fucked me for like two seconds and then just like was over it and i like turned around i tried to be high tried to arch more it's like maybe i'm doing something wrong i was like feeling so psycho and gaslit and then i was like did you come and he's like no i just you know it's too hot like it was just like such a weird i've never had a guy like be less into me like it was like so weird but also he's the problem clearly because other guys are obsessed with me this is fine but yeah no it was just like really really fucked up And the thing, so I mentioned this in the beginning, the thing with, like, submissive relationships, one of my best friends was in one, the relationship is submissive. So there's a difference between, like, a couple who's, like, egalitarian, say, like, the same age and the same, like, monetary status, whatever, like, me and my ex would do like a daddy daughter thing or do a role play and it was kind of a scene for you know an hour or two in the bedroom and then that's over you know versus an actual dom sub relationship especially when it starts that way from the beginning it's like it's like christian gray and 50 shades of gray where he's like picking out her clothes and telling her what to do and so financially responsible for her it's great he's buying her like fancy underwear and bras and shit but whoever has the money has the power and it's not just a money thing it's just whoever's the dom has the power in every way which is a really dangerous thing but also makes it so much hotter like if like me and my ex-boyfriend we're the same age he's a very non-threatening sweet guy so if he's like to spank my ass i'll be like okay he's, he's spanking my ass right but if this like 20 or two times my age motherfucker is like slapping my ass and being like bitch like get put your head down or suck my d-, or like whatever that's so much hotter because it's like real life it's like it's like when you have a one night stand and he starts getting a little too rough and it's like so i might die but it's also kind of hot you know am i psycho um so yeah so that's what we were dealing with so it was so much hotter because i genuinely was his sub so i got addicted to like pleasing him in every way and guys this is the crux this is my thesis okay 
it will ruin your life because you're never gonna satisfy this man and it's not a game when it's your day-to-day life even if he's just putting on a hat putting on a role like say say this is like polyamorous my friend who had a sub relationship is poly as well say you're one of his bitches and he has other bitches he's like eat equal with like egalitarian and then you are like his sub bitch and say you have other bitches and he's your dom your relationship together is always dom sub so even if he's a great guy in other ways he's always gonna be a dick to you and like the whole point is you're never like pleasing him enough and like you have to keep doing more and like that's what the whole relationship based off of i hope this is like clear enough because like i'm warning all you bitches it will fuck you in the head especially if you have your own prior trauma which almost all of us do and me with my daddy issues it was a fucking recipe for disaster right because like never got my own fatherly love and i made so many jokes about it like i would like be hanging out with a guy who's typically older or like my age like at the hostel like other guys and like they'd say something like oh that looks great like what i just cooked or like oh you're so good at this and i'm like oh my god that's like my horny trigger that's my daddy issues don't say that but like for real being constantly validated makes you so addicted to it and it also makes you neglect your own internal validation so it's almost like i wish the world was like meaner to me in a way like i know that's like a shitty thing to say but because then i would like have to rely on myself more and wouldn't have all of these like trauma bonds and like needs for approval from like asshole older men right um similar thing i feel like this is gonna ruffle some feathers but i saw if you've heard of pretty privilege it's the fact that like pretty girls get and just hot people hot animals just like get more stuff and like pretty girls like get more jobs and get more free stuff and get like everyone's just nicer on public transit like it's just like a better better ingredients better flavor better budget right um i like never had pretty privilege growing up and that's why i'm funny right so it's like the thing of if you're pretty you have no personality but on god i saw like pretty like really really like nines and tens way hotter than me girls coming out and saying like it actually sucks because people don't see you for you and when a girl's pretty that's kind of like their personality and like the outside world like we stereotype we box people so until you get to know them on a deeper level and oftentimes you don't if they're just like a work friend or a stranger acquaintance or whatever they're just a pretty friend they're just a hot friend and it's like actually mad dehumanizing and it can also create all this bullshit of like girl against girl like you know i used to hate pretty girls like with my best friend we'd be like oh fuck this bitch because she'd get the guys we were into and then it's like pitting you against each other which is so anti-feminist and then the guys are only interested in you for sex versus like i feel like when you can meet a guy friend and be like say not stereotypically conventionally super attractive or say like wear like casual clothes and not be like dressed up to the nines they actually get to know you and your humor same with that's why i kind of like being super psycho in friend groups because like around the hostel and honestly all around costa rica through my travels i got like probably 50 new listeners to the podcast because they just loved hearing me be psycho every day and like talking like an idiot about all of my like dick appointments and like experience and i loved it because then the guy friends i was meeting we would like never hook up one of the a couple of them we did but like for the most part we don't and then if we do it's like time later like it's like weeks months later so like it's a real thing and it's not just like they see me and think i'm like down and i'm a slut because i'm so crazy i'm talking about all my bitches is very clear to everyone (laughs) to not sleep with this chlamydia bitch (laughs) i need to cut that i'm totally kidding i've never had chlamydia or any other std i'm clean okay I'm, i'm clean um but yeah so for me obviously being sub was like being pretty in the same way it's like only a small part of my personality and i felt like everything i did i have to like spin to him so like i would like 
start acting like a five-year-old like i'd cook dinner and instead of just being like yo this looks bomb check it out like that's like my bro girl voice i'd be like oh my god look are you proud of me i'm a chef too try so like i was just very like cutesy girly sub and then he would take the dom roll and be like oh my god yeah like feed me some like make me like feed it to him with a spoon and then he'd feed me too some <laughs> and like, like i said he's a father he has a child <laughs> so there's this one time he dead ass <laughs> fed me with like airplane noises being like Brrr, and stuff and like airplaning this food into my mouth and it was one of our finest moments honestly it was mad cute um okay so let's talk about this all the cute fun part of being a sub um our first fight was another sub occasion it was again like day three or four together i guess um he was like going to the store he's like do you need anything i'm like no i'm chilling in the pool and then like i asked some question about like oh what store are you going to and he's like you're coming too and i was like I am? Why? And he's like, because I said so. Or something. he was like, you're. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> so, that's all I knew how to say to him. I grab my tote bag. We go to the store. We kind of, like, get in a little, like, tiff, I guess. He just pisses me off because, honestly, guys, like, this sounds so dumb. The, my psychologist, I booked a therapy appointment for the first time in six months because I'm so psycho. And I'm like, girl, like, I thought I've healed so much. She basically, this is a side, side note, but ADHD moment, right? She, like kind of discharged me which sounds fucked up but like she said i'm kind of fine because everything she was doing with me i could do on my own like it was just a lot of like self-work and like rewiring and affirmations and reading the stuff she's given me and like diarying but like when i talked to her i was kind of just venting so i was kind of like maybe i could just save my money and vent to like my diary or my best friend or hey just unload to the world on my podcast i guess so yeah but i realized i do need her because i'm so mentally fucked up so i booked another appointment woo i'll let you guys know how it goes it's in a couple days but yeah because this guy had nothing going like he like i said he's cute for sure um but like such a nightmare like emotionally personality wise and was like we never had good conversation and we're so politically different like i'm one of the most feminist queens you could meet but also i would say like smart like i'm not just like raw raw girl power like i'm like i understand you know some of the systemic issues and i've studied some of this in university and he's again more than a decade older than me grew up in latin america thinks he knows everything incredibly sexist like just the shit that would come out of his mouth so he said something like he's like oh you're tan da 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 and we were already kind of fighting and i was like yeah like it's kind of annoying guys fetishize it which they do it's like a big brown girl problem and he was like okay that's not a fetish a fetish is handcuffs and i'm like okay so now we have to fight and you're gonna tell me people don't have racial fetishes you're gonna tell me you're so small-minded like like i don't mean fetish like a kink i mean like you know so whatever i don't need to mansplain that to you guys you get it um but he did not and then we were fighting and it's funny because like two seconds later he's talking about how people fetishize his blonde hair and i'm like bitch you're <laughs> what that's the same shit so whatever we're having like a little tiff going to the grocery store split up i get my food i'm paying in line i meet this guy who's like like a crackhead like he's missing teeth he's like he's not cute he's not my type clearly you know and but i'm like talking because i'm social I'm, oh hola buena whatever then we go outside and i like go to wait for like the guy the psycho bitch <laughs> i need a better nickname for him and i'm it's like the worst timing because the guy i met in line comes out and he asked for my number he's like a surf instructor and he's like yeah i'll give you commission if you refer people and like as a woman i know every girl listening is gonna get this and every guy is gonna be like what the fuck but like i had no interest in him i didn't want to give him my number i'm also not a pussy like i'm not afraid of confrontation but it was just easier to give him my number and in latin america i've noted i think i talked about this a bit more in a different pod and i'll talk about it more but like depending on your environment when it's very gendered you can get way more submissive and like way more like into your feminine energy which can be a 
good and bad thing but i developed way more of like a save me complex and way more fear around men because there was cause to have fear around men so with this guy obviously he wasn't gonna like do shit in broad daylight but i was like it's just easier to give him my number and then like block him later which is exactly what i did right and then <laughs> i saw him the next day on the water while i was doing my first ever surf lesson like right next to me and i was like okay this is god's doing some shit here or whatever so yeah so this guy's like as i'm giving him my number i'm like 519 like i'm typing it or i'm like saying it out loud my guy the psychopath comes outside and i'm like i kind of falter i'm like should i stop talking because he hears and that like that's like kind of bad because i went with him i'm just giving another guy my number and you know and i have no interest but you know whatever he like is silent doesn't say shit the whole walk home i'm mad at him from earlier because he's being a dick so i'm not gonna say shit i didn't do anything wrong and i almost said something like it's not what you think but i was like i don't owe this motherfucking explanation like you know he's not even fucking me right you know so yeah we're walking and then eventually he's literally crosses the road opposite side of the sidewalk from me and i'm like um what the fuck i make some joke like we held hands on the way there so i'm like oh like i can't hold your hand from here ha 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 and he's like we're not holding hands and i'm like no i know ha ha like because you're over there and he's like no we're not holding hands and i'm not taking you surfing because he promised to take me surfing that day and this is another thing with dom sub that it's like whoever has the power whoever has the food has the privilege has promised the other person help or whatever can like pull the rug out and it's like really fucked up and this is how this is one of the many reasons how women even young women like university age and younger can get themselves into these toxic abusive relationships and anybody who says why doesn't she just leave go jump off a fucking cliff because study it study that talk to women study battered women syndrome it's like such a complicated thing and like you stay because they have so much over your head i'm not saying that's the situation i was in but like i've had friends in those situations and it's like a really fucked up scary thing um so yeah so whatever he just pulled the rug out. i'm like okay you're gonna promise to take me surfing and then not like it's just a shitty thing because i wanted to go earlier but i said i'd wait and go with him like he's just jerking around my schedule we had this big fight he was like a total asshole um and me being little and sub i like just went back and cried in my bed for like two hours and called a few friends and i'm like what the fuck do i do and i'm just being fully transparent I don't even care if you guys understand, but I'm sure some people will. I, like, had to go home. Like, home home. Like, leave that place. Potentially leave Costa Rica and just, like, be safe. And I don't even mean physically safe. He didn't, like, threaten me with violence once, even though he's a violent person, so that was on my brain. I mean, caveat, like he was never violent um but he did talk about violence a fair bit and he would always say like you know the shit you say to me like one time we were in a fight and i said something like you have a small dick <laughs> not the most mature i feel like that's kind of a mean one because i wasn't lying but you know um and he like came back i like walked away and then he came back and he's like the shit you say if you had a dick between your legs i would like you know fucking kill you or beat the shit out of you or something and then he would talk about like in latin america he's like if we were in like a latin american country right now i mean we are but like i guess if like i grew up here and wasn't like canadian he was like it wouldn't be you who suffered it would be your father and your dad uh, your brother and your dad and i'm like oh so now you're threatening my family and he, like he deadass would like threaten my dad and my brother and i'm kind of like should i hide them like what is happening right now it was just emotional safety it was just i was already in this push and pull bdsm relationship that i didn't want to be in i had like a total lack of respect i felt like trapped because now everyone had seen me with him so like it wasn't and not that i need a guy at all times but it's like i was kind of like trapped into some like weird toxic 
faux relationship with him it was the worst thing ever and then i called one of my best friends back home the one who had a dom sub relationship and she ended up like blocking the guy and everything he was horrible and she was like leave right now she's like book your plane ticket like i'll do it with you on facetime and i was like bitch so yeah ended up staying i ended up going out and being like i'm gonna have a self-care moment got dinner by myself ran into a different friend we got dinner together got a couple drinks it was fucking great i like get a text after i guess this is like four or five hours later be like come back i want to taste you and (laughs) that's the hottest shit ever i want to taste you bitch and you know he gave me head but like it was he sent shit like that all the time he would wait till i fucking hated him and then bring me back with like a tiny bit of effort like just the littlest word and i'd come sprinting running falling over myself back to him and i'm saying this because i just want you guys to get into my head in psychology because i've never been like this like i have a lot of self-respect with guys and i've always dated very good guys and like i don't fuck with the toxic i don't fuck with bad but, but like somehow i think just the age difference and he was just playing a game that like is above my skill level like i'm a baby like i'm doing multiplication and he's pulling out like the trigonometry like what the fuck is that you know what i mean so yeah um so i make him wait you know another hour i come back i don't go straight into bed with him i'm just like normal and we start talking about it and then i go into the bedroom to like change um oh i forgot key detail we're sharing a bunk bed (laughs) guys it could not be the more most intertwined thing like this shit was crazy so yeah he like invited me basically when i moved into the staff bunk because he'd been there longer he was like oh my god yeah i want you to like have top bunk and we kind of had like a wall and privacy so basically we could just like fuck in like the bottom bunk like in his bed and nobody would know if we were quiet enough definitely did it a few times and then every time like i'd be in there like changing usually i just change right in front of him because he's seen me fully naked and like i started using that as a manipulation tactic later when he started like being a lazy cat i guess and like losing interest in me i'd like pull my shirt up flash my tits like and then like he'd start fucking fingering me and fucking me and it was all good stuff until he lost interest two seconds later you know but yeah so i like walk in he follows me he immediately starts like making out with me and i'm just like hold the fucking horses what and i'm like what the fuck and he's like you want to talk about that now and i'm like yeah this is like the difference between men and women or just like sociopaths and women sorry i don't want to color all men with the same brush but like i can't turn it off like that to fuck you when i've been crying over you for two hours and while i was crying over him he came in at one point to like get something and like we share a bed so he can't miss me and i like was like hey and wait and stuff and he like fully ignored it. like it was like i was not there so i started crying more obviously right like it was like a bad toxic like a pit of my stomach intuition screaming at me body screaming at me best friend in toronto screaming at me bitch come back like it was like really bad and then yeah like two three hours later he's trying to fuck me and so we have this whole talk i don't even know if i let him fuck me that night to be honest but um we have this whole like hour-long talk or something about i was like what was that and guys i <laughs> i thought he was just pissed because like the guy in the number and we'd been in a fight earlier like i thought it was more my behavior he was pissed at he was pissed at the other guy and he like i said he's a traditional latin american man he's like sorry yeah i had nothing to do with you um but that guy was so disrespectful i was like what do you mean we're not dating we're not together like and he did the the crackhead guy before i blocked him sent me a text being like oh your boyfriend's mad haha and i said it's not my boyfriend he's like oh bad okay like and then i blocked him so whatever um yeah he was like okay let me give you an analogy so you understand he's like so like i'm like a big dog and like i don't like to share my food bowl with little dogs and that guy knew that he saw me with you he's smaller than you he's a little dog he shouldn't try to fuck with the big dogs and 
I've never heard. I know I said the animalistic shit was hot once in a while, like when he talked about sex and anna, like being like an animal for sure, super sexy. When he's comparing me to a bowl of dog food for one thing and talking about it like that's like alpha male mentality like that's like incel shit i don't fuck with that like it was the most toxic shit and he did it multiple times there were other times he'd talk and be like okay let me explain it to you like i'm a dog and like this this bitch is like the one dog and we're all trying to mate with like he just had he, he just loved dog food analogies and like dog analogies i guess like it's the most crazy shit so he wasn't even mad at me he was mad at this other guy and took it out on me and it was like probably the most open i've ever been it was my fawn response so if you guys have heard of a fawn response it's like fight flight fright is like the like your snl like your adrenaline you're ramped up so like fight or flight obviously you know it's like should i stay and fight should i run away flight um should i piss myself that's always a good one fawn response is really common in people who've had like trauma also common in subs again guys don't be a submissive it's bad but yeah it's when you try to like do everything right to like get protection so like basically like i've talked about it before i grew up in like a a volatile violent household so i was always like hyper vigilant of like reading like the emotions of the people around me and being like okay i don't want to fuck up and get hit i don't want to fuck up and get screamed at i don't want it right so like that's something like i just know from my life but it's also something he triggered in me and he would trigger in anyone to be honest because like I started being very like baby and very sub and being like take care of me so I like got these big eyes and I started trying to like make myself cry even though like I was close to tears but I started to try harder and I was like like it really hurt me like why would you do that and like you ignored me for hours and I was really upset and then he looks at me with that well rehearsed like sad look in his eyes that's fake as shit and he's like really you're upset and i'm like you literally walked in ignored me while i was crying on technically your bed because it's a shared bunk bed and walked out like what the fuck you mean don't try to act surprised but yeah and he's like i'm so sorry for have hurting for having hurt you like he's just like a total sociopath and he would do it and do the most sincere genuine apology and um then i would forgive him and fuck him and it was a great little pattern and again the sex is always bad and always like just like cut short and like rushed and it's funny i got my period halfway through two and it coincided with him just like not touching me for a couple days and i was like really in my head over it because before he couldn't keep his hands off of me and then somehow he just knew he just like read my periods i guess right after i was ending he starts touching me again i'm like what the fuck um my friend was joking about this again being my intuition my physical body protecting me because when i was with him i was always like period and like not feeling like good or ready for sex and when i was with this other guy like right before and right after i was ovulating and i was the horniest motherfucker so like your body takes care of you sometimes but yeah and he would always like claim to have like asperger's like autism same shit and say that's why he doesn't pick up on like human cues um i think he actually well i know for a fact he has narcissism i talk about this a lot more in episode four so if you're curious go listen i talk about my personal experience and some health stuff too it's called shut up i don't need therapy but um, which clearly i do again but dead ass narcissism is like typically a game of push and pull narcissist like like narcissistic people have like lower emotional intelligence and you could tell because he would just be so like out of control of his emotions like i'm not saying like temper tantrums and stuff but he would get really mad at me and then be really happy and it was just like very like bipolar bullshit i didn't understand and very quick and it was all like used to manipulate and the narcissist's best friend tactic is gaslighting and he would like gaslight 
gaslighting me gaslighting my gaslight like it was the funniest shit so like he would like say something like fully out of pocket like he would say you told me this and i would say i've never said this in my life like literally black and white no and then i would say like i feel like you're kind of like putting words in my mouth or gaslighting me for and he's like no i'm not so i'm like okay this is double gaslighting now this is horrible i need to get out um safety trick if you're with somebody like this like talk to outsider sources and then like journal about it or have a recording literally of your best friend being like girl you're right and explaining why because like you'll spend like your whole life say in therapy in a place of wellness understanding life like understanding the truth and what happened and then you'll spend five minutes with a narcissist and question your entire life and it's happened to me so many times and it's a reason why people with like narcissistic parents like have a hard time going home because to visit even because like within yeah minutes you're just like your world is flipped and it's like a very dangerous scary thing especially if it continues and especially if it's in a relationship because then like i said the whole relationship's built on bullshit um i'm still the only piece i'm not sure about and i guess i'll have closure is like how much he intentionally manipulated me and how much he's just like a narcissist and it's like unintentional i don't really know um but one other thing that you'll notice with like somebody who's in like a narcissistic relationship is they can be so happy in like other parts of their life like it's not like they're miserable all the time so you don't necessarily know but with that person they're at their worst and that's why when i talk about the like crying in my room and i would tell him and part of it i was trying to again like phone response manipulate him into like feeling guilty and i would tell him like i'm upset i'm sad all the time i'm crying all the time and he would like feel super shook because then i would like leave a conversation with him after like he was a total asshole and go like laugh with my friends and drink and like turn to like unhealthy coping (laughs) mechanisms not necessarily but you know and smoke and stuff and it seemed like i was totally fine and normal and happy but like with him i was like the worst version of myself so all you girlies who go for bad boys and it's like you know he's the worst and you know you're like a darker person and in a darker place with him why are you doing that go find the light girl be single my friend was joking that like he invested like in a penny stock and it soared to like a million dollars and this is another common thing with like these like power dynamics in toxic relationships where like a guy will plan out like he planned out being so nice to me in the beginning dropping little like flirty bits but not too much keeping me on his hook and at that point he was the giver and i was the receiver and then the minute he pulled back my psychology is like whoa whoa, whoa, where the fuck did my like love and affection go and i start showering him (laughs) it was really embarrassing how much i did guys so like he would like cook me dinner sometimes very cute very sweet i started cooking him dinner which he's like a chef like he just cooks he would offer but i would like not even ask him and just like throw food his way and like try to get him to like love me (laughs) like and like there was this chocolate like on our first day ever together and i like gave him a piece of chocolate and he made a joke about like being in love with me and then i went out i think two weeks after when like we weren't fucking and he still kind of had me on the hook and he would like not talk to me at all for like two days and then the third day like send a little wink or like like say something like really sweet and like touch like grab my ass or something and i like went running out buying him this like rose flavored chocolate that i knew he liked to like get him to like me back like it was embarrassing it was such a low in my life i've never reached since i never want to reach again but that's how they do it they
they just they invest a tiny little bit they know and then once they pull away the bitch like me especially with my i joked about my daddy issues my abandonment issues all the time he knew i was like a psycho bitch like that and that i was an easy person to manipulate and also so there's that where i said like he's he's playing like chess and i'm playing like checkers or something he was just playing a totally different game this is also one of the things with older men that they have this like i call it age-based apathy where there's just you know when you talk so i'm assuming everyone listening is like around 20 and plus right hopefully i literally have some fucking grandmas like there's 56 year olds hey guys what's up um it's when you talk to like your little cousin or like niece who's like 10 years old maybe like 15 teenager you know when they're like talking about just bullshit and you're just so apathetic like you just don't care because like in the scheme of things you have so much more going on in your life that like they're like oh Susie wore this and then like Bruno like pulled her pigtail and like oh my god and they were passing love notes and I'm jealous like whatever it literally is so insignificant you don't care that (laughs) this is a hard fucking pill to swallow that is how 22 year old girls come off to 35 year old men like all of my problems all of my things are just so stupid and insignificant he has a child he has a career like he has all of these things that i don't so why would he care to listen to me unless he's like pretending to be interested in my skincare routine in order to fuck me right and if it's just sex that's one thing but again when it's this whole like relationship that's when it gets really fucked up so there's apathy my I don't know my age guidelines are constantly changing because like I'll have older guy experiences like this I had another one too so I'm gonna do a part two to this episode because I just have so much to talk about um I've had really bad experiences like this I've also had experiences that were like totally neutral because it was like just sex and that's fine there's no manipulation and so then I'm like oh older guys are fine but then I have experiences like this and I'm like they're super dangerous and then I sleep with a guy my age again and I'm like but they have bad dick so I do need to go older like maybe less older but still a little bit older I don't know but my um, guideline for I guess like age things is you guys have to like both have matured to the same point so let me explain this is it is like the stages of life thing that i'm saying but it's like once one person fails to meet like a certain bar that the other person has like it's over so for example like if i'm just sleeping with a guy i'm sexually mature enough like you know i'm I'm over 18 i can consent to sleep with a guy who's 50 i can sleep with a guy who's 80 right and he can also sleep with me that's something we both know we could both go out to have coffee together because i know how to do coffee dates that's great he knows how to do coffee dates i couldn't go to fucking bora bora with him because i've never been on a business trip like that and i don't feel comfortable you know going with a stranger whereas he has like he's gone on business trips there before and that's something he has experience with that with if that makes sense another example could be like i could like be his date like in a place that's like safe for me but if it's a date at like a big corporate dinner where i'm gonna be like that like trophy girlfriend or on display that's something that like is not normal for my life personally maybe it is for you 22 year old host i don't know for me it's not so that's something where like it would get cut so basically like do as much as you want with a person of any age if it's like in both of your ballparks but when you're fucking with stuff like like i wouldn't want to be like a stepmom to this guy's kid you know and like deal with that and the baby mama bullshit because i've never been like a stepmom or a mom before and that's something like that's not in my stage of life like i'm not ready and it's not an age thing it's just like that's not something i want to do you know so 
go as far as you can before one person like I guess like taps out it's almost like a drinking game like I'm the one tapping out and being like hey this is too much for me we should have just had sex without all the manipulation please and thank you um so like I said the sex is bad it's like you know they say never meet your heroes it's like never sleep with your heroes because this guy seemed like he'd be so good and it was just such a disappointment but having said that like there was some sexy sub dom stuff like like I said he had the dick piercing and sometimes we'd be fucking especially at the start I was so not used to it it felt like I was getting an IUD and again like there's a speculum like I had a fucking gynecology exam because why is there metal inside of me like that's scary and I was like is it gonna get caught in my id string like it was just scary as shit whatever um but yeah i'm like he'd be fucking me like just missionary and i kept hurting and i kept kind of like wincing and shit and he's like fucking me like really slow and he's whispering in my ear like you can take this you can take this baby like oh my god the hottest sexiest shit um so there was good stuff but other than that not and like i said i kept trying to like make it better and like improve the sex um so so that brings me to my next kind of my final point why did I stay? (laughs) This is what I'm going to be unpacking with my therapist in two days because what the fuck? So I already talked about like the pretty girl thing. So that like need for external validation that I'm so used to getting it that like that's kind of my source of like all happiness and confidence. So I obviously need to work on self-confidence. That's a big one. And it's, it's like near impossible to do while you're getting it externally so like you almost have to like i don't know give yourself better compliments like you know the thing where like girl compliments are better than guy compliments like guys will be like oh you're hot or like nice shirt but like girl compliments are like what did i hear the other day your energy really matches the way that you dress yourself or something like your aura like just like cute shit you know like they notice the tiny details girls are cute i love being a fucking woman um but yeah, so that's a big one. Other things, part of it's like social status, like being with who I thought was the hottest guy there and then later talking to people and realizing they all thought he was a loser too and he just smokes all day and does nothing. But like, you know, this hot, exotic guy with all these stories of crazy shit, like it was interesting. And that I had a bit of like a superiority complex with him that I wanted when we talk like politics, I wanted to like convince him of my side and turn him into a feminist. It was a project. And I also had an arrogance that like I'm with this older guy because I'm so mature. This is classic. (laughs) Like I did this shit in high school. I was like the grade nine dating like the grade 12 13 guys red flag and you know my dad was like bitch they want you for one reason i was like no it's fine i never slept with any of them actually it took me a while to open my legs but um just the fact that they were into me reflects so badly on them and like now that now that i'm of age i guess it's better and like i know it is like social like high social status guys like leo dicaprio go for younger girls because like they're like hotter i guess and like fresher younger more virginal like weird shit but like real mature guys go for girls like their age who like have similar sexual experience like i said like i'm like a fetus and like i wouldn't want to fuck an 18 year old boy i wouldn't want to teach him that's not something that appeals to me that's really gross actually (laughs) um but this guy like does it's like a weird energy but yeah so i thought i was so awesome and i was really arrogant that like oh he's into me and then there's also like a an interest part of it too that i do like fucking with people who know more than me and older guys because they can teach me and i want to learn so i'd rather that than a younger guy so i did want to learn from him obviously the wrong guy to learn for because he doesn't know how to fuck um 
another interesting thing i was talking about this with a friend who also has daddy issues it's guys literally if you're listening to this you have daddy issues just send me a fucking dm please it's like a-n-j-a-l-i underscore v-e-n-g-a like venga venga you know please send me a fucking dm because like i want to be your friend i want to make a group chat there's so many daddy issue memes i can just send and like i started when i travel like i just know all these girls have daddy issues within a day or two and my other my guy friends are like how do you know this we just talk one joke in and i'm like oh there goes my daddy issues they're like oh me too girl and we like start chatting about like it's the funniest shit so yeah i was talking about it with one of my friends and it's like your mind wants to recreate whatever situation you like got hurt by as a child and win or like and fix it so like for me like i wanted to recreate like i was with this like emotionally unavailable volatile guy who sometimes was so sweet and awesome and nice to me and sometimes was so horrible and i tried every trick in the book like i tried like being like normal and treating him like an equal and then i tried that fond response where i'm like pick me love me and i'm just being so so vulnerable like how could he hurt somebody like that how could you hurt a fawn it's a baby deer they're cute well he did right and there was one time i think right before leaving it was my last night and i wanted closure which is always a lie it's just a way people either like who are addicted to drama get more drama and seek out a fight or just like seek out like a different ending so for me the different ending was i wanted him to want me like i wanted him to fuck me and i promised myself i wouldn't fuck him but i probably would have if he was down he was not um but yeah and i was just like i just want to know what happened because by the end shit just got so fucked up and he was kind of talking to another girl i ended up actually like making out with another guy but nothing serious because i was so caught up on him and we chatted and he like just looked into my soul and was like walk away like he didn't give me a single answer he was like i just like lost respect for you because you call women bitches and hoes and i'm like but i'm a bitch and a hoe too we're all girlfriend come on bitch like like get in we're going shopping like he didn't get like the vibe right um yeah and like i don't know he just like like annihilated like my character assassinated like it was just like he just said like horrible hurtful things about me and then was like okay bye walk away and i was like what and i like i turned on the phone response even more and i'm like i just want to know like i'm not trying to attack you i'm not trying to fight he was looking for a fight clearly and i was like i just am really confused i gave you my body that's a big deal to me and you know believe it or not i don't present that way like i don't act like it but it is a big deal to me right and yeah and he didn't get that and he didn't take that serious and he was like he literally turned his back and was like fucking like go away i'm not talking to you like it was like the craziest shit so phone response didn't work but yeah i recreated in every way and i played all these games to try to get him to like me and i'd pull away and i'd come back and all these things because i thought now that i'm older now i can like cure my childhood trauma and get this guy to like me and instead of just realizing this is a game that i shouldn't be playing i thought i could win it stupid but we've learned um another thing yeah i guess like self-worth is the key to everything it's like so many hot ass bitches in today's world settle because yeah i think it is true guys mature a little bit slower and i don't think that's biological maybe a bit but i think it's just societally that like they're allowed to just like be dumb bitches and women from such a young age since like we get our periods we're like little moms and we're supposed to like take care of like our little siblings and even our older siblings if they're men and cook for people and do chores and we're just supposed to be like way more perfect and responsible whereas like guys are like allowed to like be kids and be boys for a little bit longer i would say so i I think that's why they mature slowly slower personally but yeah because there's a thing if you see these like 
bad bitches who are so smart and so educated and like so like emotionally intelligent and like successful and inspired dating like worthless trash men and it's like it's not even a thing like i have actually very high self-worth and i like i have very very high standards when it comes to dating but when it's like situationship that's different and i think we settle because it's better to have like a meg guy than like no guy and that's something i don't even know how to get around that because it's kind of true like dick is dick so like maybe i just need a really good friends with benefits and obviously like in terms of emotional stuff your friend circles your family the shit that never goes away um but yeah that's just like a big one like i just settled because like he's the only guy there obviously i want to have a like relationship romance in this town right so i just like picked the best option you know um and then the last one i would say is sunk cost fallacy which i think just from what i've seen affects women more as well um sunk cost fallacy is like once you've paid for something it's like gone like that money spent so my favorite example is like me and my ex-boyfriend went tubing like winter like snow tubing canada things and um it was like super shit like usually tubing you go down this big hill and it's super fun they have a ski lift and you go back up you go down the hill again whatever and this one was like a hike in tube so we had to walk all the way up the hill and it was a tiny ass hill but the the hike was hard we were like sweating and panting and then go down for like a second like this tiny little like slope like probably like 10 meters and then hike back up and then go down and it was just the worst and we already paid for it and i was like well we paid for it and he's like but sun cost like we already bought it we're not having fun so we could stay here and be miserable or just say well the money's spent go do something else go get a drink go for a walk do something free like whatever so that's sun cost and it's changed my life once you realize that with everything and like with education like people will like do two years of a program be like oh i guess i should tough it out but it's like low-key if you hate it that's still education like it's still slightly different thing but it's still like gonna benefit you gonna educate you like just like broaden your worldview and now go do what you want to do change your mind girlfriend it's fine um but yeah so i think for me it was kind of the opposite of that i didn't understand some cause and i had invested so much again like the investment theory that like i was like oh well this is kind of like my guy now and like he's my project and like i don't want to have to start all over again with another guy which is laughable because i feel like another guy could have made me come like way faster than this asshole guy did but whatever um yeah so i just felt like it was like already over i think a lot of girls get this with kill count and this is why i think people should just not even count like before i said don't share don't tell anyone your number i have a friend we were talking about numbers and she was like i don't even know and i thought she was lying i was like oh you don't have to tell me she was like no like i don't count and she was like you do and she looked at me like i was a strange one and i was like yeah i have friends who have like albums like like on their photos app of like all the guys they've slept with and i have a list personally in my notes app and i'm kind of like this fucking close to deleting it because it's kind of immature and i have like just the name and the date that it happened but why like why do i want that out for like in the icloud for anybody to see and even if it's written on paper it's just like it doesn't matter it's so in the past like when i'm like getting married in the next few years or whatever do i want to like look back and see a one night stand from when i was like 20 years old like that does nothing to enrich my life i think that's actually so stupid so yeah but i think since women are told from such a young age that like your kill account matters and this is this he was one of my kills i'd slept with him already so it's like i'd already like done everything with him so i wanted to make it work as much as possible with him before going on to another guy
Like, I'm not a jumper. And that's, I told him that very clearly because he, there was this one time I, like, got a hickey. Um, it was actually from one of my girlfriends, but he didn't know that. And he got mad jealous and it was this whole fight. And then he desired me a lot more. So the game worked clearly. But, yeah, just on my last day, I was like, so that hickey was from a girl. And I was yelling, I was like, what's your fucking problem? And da 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 And he was so surprised because he thought I was some whore. And I was like, no, like, I'm telling you, when I'm fucking you, I'm gonna fuck you until it's bad and then I'm gonna like clearly end things but I don't I don't like having multiple people at one time I'm ADHD so it's already one person's enough for me to worry about without having multiple it's too much I know I talk about polyamory all the time and it's a nice option but I think my brain would burst to be honest um but yeah so that's why I stayed I also just hate to leave shit on bad terms and I think that's like a really common thing that like I just wanted to make it better and since we were always so stormy and like fighting it was like just on constant like good and bad terms and like I kept trying to like be better 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 to just keep it on good which obviously never worked and like I said it ended on horrible terms like my last night he was just like I fucking like like turn away go away I don't want to talk to you and I was just like I hope you find love and I, that was my superiority complex coming out I was like I want to educate this man I'm, I'm turning into a little Buddha over here I was like I hope you find like love and not hate and he's like what the fuck is your problem and then I went out and got blackout drunk and then the next day he was super fucking sweet to me and kissed me goodbye like a, a cheek kiss very Latin American I was like oh my god like good luck like have a great trip and then he texts me he's like i hope to meet again one day and i'm like over my dead body obviously half of me wants to and the other half is like for my safety i'm gonna block him burn my fingerprints off in a gas station and like flee to like mexico or some shit like i don't know i need to escape this crazy motherfucker um but yeah so that's what we're dealing with right now (laughs) i would say my like last advice i've given a lot because i've experienced this a lot before is a hard boundary let me explain um i had this with another guy where i like embarrassed myself to end things because for me personally and for a lot of people i think i can't walk away i can't i tried it so many times i would not talk to him for a few days and then he would like come and say something really sweet and i'd be like oh i think we're good again i think he changed and take into this is all happening over the course of like three weeks so like if this was years maybe i would have realized the pattern better and been smart enough to leave or maybe not maybe i would have been in like a toxic toxic relationship but like this it's like everything he does is new and novel and narcissists are actually very addicted to novelty and that's why they'll like uh, get obsessed with the person and then get sick of them and go into another bitch and they just they're fucked up man so yeah so that's why he was like obsessed with me for a bit and then moved on to another hoe um and thon says so i like couldn't and can't trust myself to just walk away and end things and as shitty as that is and i'm like disappointed in myself i'm like bitch angelie be better it's smart to like at least know yourself and recognize like your shortcomings and so what i would do is try to like force him to end things it's like when people are too pussy to break up with you so they like are a dick until like they force you into breaking up with them it's like really funny but yeah so i I wasn't a dick or anything but i kind of like embarrassed myself and made me look my myself look so pathetic that he wanted to leave and in that last day i was kind of like but why don't you like me this is such a big deal and even though it was over i made sure it was really over and the closure i was like okay like it's so over but like 
now it has to be more over and more until he was just like annoyed and he's like bitch get out of my face and honestly it worked out for the best because now like he's not pursuing me then again like he did say he wants to see me again he's been sending some memes he's been liking my stories i'm kind of like you need to stop man or i'm gonna block you because emotionally i cannot handle this but yeah so like sometimes you just have to like set your self-worth and your, your pride like so far down the line and just like force them to like get sick of you that's like my like tactic if you don't have the strength to leave on your own obviously if you can be a bad bitch and leave do it but like for me personally i was unable to and again i was the sub the whole relationship that wasn't gonna end he always had the power so i had to find some way to like get the person with the power to end things if that makes sense so yeah um that's the fucking scoop guys (laughs) i hope that was a little entertaining i feel like i was just like talking to like little me or like a little sister the whole time being like be careful be careful but yeah older guys nothing but bad news younger guys nothing but bad news i might just be celibate for like at least a week jk i'm not a whore at least a month and just like work on myself um but dead ass that is kind of part of why i'm back in canada i just i got so fucked up and i just needed a minute to like of safety emotional safety and that's something that it's hard to come by when you're traveling and like i said i was privileged enough to stay for three months so i had highs and lows in costa rica and like it wasn't all just like go 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 travel like i definitely had like brief rest periods but you don't truly rest until you're like home home you know hey like yo my first night back in my dad's house i had the best sleep i think i slept for like 14 hours or some shit foam pillow i haven't had my memory foam pillow in like three months it was great (laughs) so yeah so that's the ball game folks keep slaying keep not fucking older men unless they're really hot no jk just have sex but don't you know don't let them control your mind and your emotions baby girl and baby boy too don't do it don't fuck with milfs they're hot but they're scary um yeah and i'll catch you guys next time i'm gonna do part two on this with a different man story that i have so stay tuned peace and love